What's going on, guys? This is the Totally Blitz Podcast live in person. This is Paul picking one of Concha rocking the One Piece shirt. I'm always joined with. Hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Kev Waterboy, so boy, but you know, I'm under the weather right now. I ran into Alvin Kamara in Vegas last week. That boy got my eye all fucked up. But nah, man, let's know we's with a legend, a legend that you haven't seen before. Once you see, once once the um once the vlog, the Totally Blitz vlog comes out, you're going to see him. But we with that boy, Will himself. Introduce yourself, Will. Let him know what you is, man. William, number one Bengals fan in the world. Uh, also the saddest fan in the world until this year. Oh no, man. I'll be having some sad days. All it takes is one year. Too many sad days. Just one year to turn it all around. Takes one player, one special guy. Oh, you got the number nine Burrow jersey on right now. Hey, and I can vouch you Ben had that now. You didn't just order that over the weekend like some of you motherfuckers. But I ain't gonna say no name. Yeah. Including myself, because my, my shit coming in the mail. I just can't afford it. I need, I need to I know. Say, you better get them now. Yeah, I'm getting mine now. probably selling out. Yeah. Well, I need to know, well, as a Bengals fan, growing up your whole life, maybe making a wild card, but not even winning a wild card game, always getting kicked out. How did it feel not only winning that first playoff game, but how did it feel when you saw your team upset, like, the sheriff of the AFC and the Chiefs and, like, that moment where it was like, we're going to the Super Bowl? How, how did that Giant feel? killers. Giant killers. It felt surreal. It felt like it was never going to happen. I swear I would never see this in my lifetime. I would die with the same playoff record that we that I became a fan with. So, but no, this feels surreal. It feels insane. Like it hasn't even caught up yet. Like, cause I've just seen everybody's always like still betting against them, still going against them, which is fair. It's absolutely fair, but they just keep pulling it off, man. Nah, man. Just I keep respect, pulling it off. I respect you guys' run to the fullest because we could call y'all boys some dark horses, but y'all didn't. Y'all, nobody told y'all that. Like, nobody, nobody mentioned that to Joe Beasley and y'all boys. Like every week, them boys is ready. Every drive, I'm a firm yes. believer that they play every drive is a new game for them. No matter what happened in the last time, short term memory, let's get some more points on the board. But it's just the fact that there was not one point in the team like they was like kind of shocked. Like they was just like. Even when they're playing against the Chiefs, they're down 21 to three. Dan is just like, yo, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. We, haven't, yeah. we haven't stopped them not one time, but we're going to be all right. Why? Right. There's still, there's still two full quarters left. Like, still two full quarters left. Like, taking advantage of time. Like, just, like, keeping the mentality there. Don't give up. Every game. And I and y'all probably did something that no other team in history can ever do. And that y'all made it to the Super Bowl with Vernon Hargreaves and Eli Apple at corner. Game touch, torch. <laughs> I used to look forward. Vernon Hargreaves from Tampa, so we know about Vernon Hargreaves. Like, I used to look forward to playing against him when he played for the Bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, Julio, two hundred, two hundred. Eat it. <laughs> great, great college ball player, but man, oh, but not, not a pro. We in Gainesville right now. Like, we know about this man. <laughs> we know about bro. Right. We know about bro. Like. Bro, I don't know the the whole like that whole second half defense, like oh, insane. No, insane. That was insane. I, tears, man, tears. How can you, how can you go from a perfect passer rating to zero, nothing? Big fat goose egg, like that shit. Like they go into the first 
half like that and maintain it through the second half, like, it's destruction, man. Like, I personally, the way I see it, I think that the Rams are a better team. I think they have the better players. They were in this position three years ago. We weren't in this position for over 33 years. So I think that they are the more experienced people than, but as a Bengals fan, like, I, I saw this. I saw this meme the other day that it was like it just basically laid out all the better players, like all the Rams stats they have with the Bengals. But the, the Bengals side just had a picture of Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's what we believe, man. Like, hey, hey, you guys they got all the better good. players. They got all this. They got all that. But they don't got Joe Burrow. So. They don't got Joey Burrow on that hey, team. I got nothing. Shiesty. I got nothing respect for that entire team. That game against the Chiefs was amazing. I really look at your team. What y'all sold me. When y'all beat the Titans, because I learned I learned something that y'all that y'all have that no other team can can, can really say this year. Y'all kicked through. Armstrong as a quarterback, the rubber man. No, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Y'all, y'all number one secret to winning is that y'all kick and make your field goals. Y'all don't leave no points on the board because your, your quarterback gonna get you some. Shooter Shooter. Your quarterback gonna get in that end zone. You gonna get in that end zone for like. If he didn't get in that end zone for six other drives, like y'all still brought it down and kicked those fuckers. That's what I learned against the Titans. Like y'all go, hey, Bro. Money McPherson, Money McPherson, come out. Money McPherson, you don't understand. We had 15 plus years of Mike Nugent and Randy, Randy Bumfuck Bullock. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Those were our two kickers, bro. Those were our two kickers. Those are both kickers who are. If we still had them. Bro, literally, not even that, but Randy Bullock got like a five-year, like fat-ass extension. Whatever Andy Dalton got his extension, like they were gonna, they were planning on keeping them both, like franchisees. Like this is ridiculous. And then you see where they are now. Yeah, yeah, I'll grant both those positions. Yes, pop belly Bullock. I'll give it to y'all, boy. The word I'm gonna give the word I've learned this um Super Bowl week. Is Moxie. That's the word that keeps coming up around your team. And I was got like, it. Y'all got a lot of motherfucking Moxie. Moxie. Don't don't ever ask me to spell that shit, but y'all got a lot of motherfucking Moxie. Same spelling <laughs> be. But yeah. before we break down what, what we think is gonna happen in the, the Super Bowl that's coming up, that's why we got you here, special guest. This is special event. We're here live with you on our side. We need to talk about some Ooh. big NFL news. Um this is kind of like the head court head coach galore. As a Dolphin fan, we got our guy. We got Mike McDaniel's shit already. Probably the drippiest coach in the uh, in all NFL. That boy, we saw that that boy came in with the tailor fitted on. Came in there with the, uh, the that with some class drip. And, I respect it. Yeah, he looked clean, and he's such a coach. Like everyone from Debo, shout him out. Uh, Elijah, everyone who's anyone, give that boy a shout out. And like, I am happy to see that everyone can make fun of the Dolphins, but they can say we did get our head coach right. Like, everyone's yeah. giving us props about hiring the McDaniel's coming from. Looks like a bro, man. man. Oh no, man! But here comes you, the hate. How do you? This is this is this is this is this is what confuses me about the Dolphins. I'm a firm believer that the Dolphins have had the same GM since 2000, right? Uh, oh yeah, since two thousand. Yeah. So, so like the Dolphins were always the five hundred team. They're either like eight, eight and eight, seven or nine. I don't really think y'all went seven and nine like that. Y'all either went eight and eight or nine and seven for a while, right? So I feel I was always a big firm believer that what happens in Miami stays in Miami. So how do you feel about the, the certain the, the certain the certain actions? Not just from, from that came from the Brian Lawrence suit, not just the Brian Flores suit. 
not just the fact that um they're not hiring black coaches, but they're saying that the Dolphins are actually trying to pay allegedly, allegedly paying to get losses, which I understand taking is taking, but like it's for the but it's for the game, like the 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 sport of competition. Like, how do you feel about that? And what 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 do you think? What do you get from that when you hear that? Honestly. Like I said, I love Brian Flores as a defensive coach. I loved him what he did for our defense. Great players, coach stood for his guys. But when, I, when the story's coming out that like the, the, basically the locker room is split, either you're with Tua or you're with Flores kind of deal. It's hard to win games with that. It doesn't matter how good it is. Like you can't have a split locker room. So I understand with that shift away from him. Uh, if, if you do believe like myself that Tua is a guy, so I understand if you really are in like we need to keep Tua, there might might need to bring in someone who actually is going to work with him, no matter how well you're getting this defense to go. Uh, but with the rank, uh, with the tanking part, it's I, I I maybe could see it, maybe I don't know, but I also do believe that like tanking is like we might be the first team that's getting talked about it or something but we were not the first team that was tanking or maybe was paying someone to tank i, mean, I, I would find it hard to believe that i feel like there's been a few seasons the Browns where, literally said kevin spansky was going well the kevin spansky said the Browns was literally going to play, so. yeah like i don't i don't think like uh, i don't think like i believe maybe the conversation did happen where he said like let's lose as many games as possible so we like we're not going to win any games this season like we're not a good team on paper uh, right. Let's try to lose as many games as possible, so that we can get a better team or whatever. I don't think he was paying him. I don't. I don't know about how much that is, but like I said, all all this all all truth will see light of day if they go into this court. As I, I think that's one of the one thing. So I'm just waiting. Doing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like let's just wait and see because it's either we come out and look like we're like some shitty organization or it comes out because I have seen like Brian Flores. I, I don't know if you saw. There's been a couple of news stories about like uh, what he's been saying. And uh, same with like Hugh Jackson, like uh, not even with Lovey Smith. The next topic we're talking about is the coaches getting hired. Like Lovey Smith got hired, and he's like he came out and was like, yeah, the only reason he got hired, like he said something like negative, like like I'm happy a black coach got hired, but the only reason he got hired is because I'm suing NFL, like some shit like that. And then like some people, like some people looking at it like, why are you throwing yeah. shit at another black coach? Like I don't know. So that's yeah. I'm just waiting to everything because everything's so fresh to make everyone talk. I'm gonna give it a month, and I'm gonna see what still stands and what doesn't stand after like a month from now. I think he chose the wrong. I want to say he chose the wrong people. I think the way the situation, you could have filed it and didn't go to the media immediately. You kind of just got your stance together and not want anybody to pick sides because, like, unless you can really prove a lot of stuff, like like John Elway was drunk and stuff like that, I'm with him because I personally believe in everything he says, and I believe I'm. Brian Flores, I'm T. A. Brian Flores ain't do it. Brian Flores ain't Brian Flores ain't never lied to me. But like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is you're trying to win. You're trying to win this case. Like you're probably gonna get a settlement for a whole lot of money. But um, you want to win this case, and by going to the media, I feel like that gave them people the people that are going at John Elway, motherfucking that giant, motherfucking. Roger Goodell's like these people, these people that you're coming all at the owners, all the owners, but like the Dolphins owners, pockets, like any uh, people you're coming at, they have a strong, like a nah, boy, nah. And then people, and they're the type of people that we fuck with these people, that we have a relationship with these people. No, most of us never met any of these people. We'd be like, yeah, never mind, never mind. But they, they go to right, sweep that under there. What you talking about? So I feel like that's what they're going through. And that motherfucking. So it's going to be, it's an interesting, it's a real interesting dynamic. And I just want to see how it finishes out, man. 
Well, how do you feel about um, Lovey Smith getting hired, though? Uh, Lovey Smith, great coach. I'm not too sure if that's really the Texans. They're just a shit organization oh, right now. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just like, unless he starts fixing, like, you got to build a culture. And he could probably build a culture, but I'm not sure if the GM and the owner want a culture right now. Like, they don't really seem like they really care about this team. They see it probably more as a moneymaker than, like, oh, we can go to the Super Bowl with this team. Let's do it as a team, guys. Like, I see it more, they look at it as more as the business. I could be wrong, but, like, I see him coming in and probably not sticking around for long. Just this, this, there's just, I just don't see this organization turning around in the next five years. It's going to be another coach's fault. Like, oh, well, there's the coach going to build a winning team. Right, another couple bad seasons and move it on. Yeah. And uh, let me see, what's the, what was their coach? I have a question about that though. So when a coach, when an owner blames a thing on the coach, is that not him saying that like I'm not good at hiring, especially if I'm like a Giants owner, they should have to hire a new coach every other year? Uh, I would say it kind of does, but this is also another thing where I'm the owner, so like, it, yeah, it, like. It's also, like, what the fans think, too, because, I mean, like, personally with the Bengals, like, Mike Brown, like, they, he had Marvin Lewis stay on for so much longer than even the fans wanted just because he had, like, buyer's remorse, basically, like, signing him onto a decade-long contract and then just the failures five years in, and you're like, fuck, I still got to, like, I can't look dumb. Yeah. Just put, like, $100 million into this guy for the next decade, like. Yeah, look at Shad Khan and Urban Meyer. It's like he this was his boy. He loved Urban. So like he did he wanted everything to work out so no one could say you look like an idiot. So, exactly. Even with all the finger banging going up in great old Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, right. Cause I'm like, I mean, you gotta think like the owners aren't they're yeah, they're worried about making money, but they're also about like more about their legacy. Um, we still got two more coaches we gotta run through. We had the Jaguars who had to get rid of Herb and New coach, Super Bowl winner with the Eagles, not not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Doug Peterson, he's back, baby. I think that was a really good. I actually watched a press conference for that one. So like, I think press conferences tell you absolutely nothing because like they literally get trained. They literally they literally train you guys to train people to not give away anything. They just want to make sure the fans feel comfortable. Just give the fans something to um, attach to, give the media something to write about because they have to. So, but I did watch this press conference and I did see there was a lot of great energy in there. It was no great energy. And the media is some assholes. Like, they have no problem asking Sean Combs. Like, yo, we're going in the same exact seat. This was the right, it was the same exact thing last year. What's the difference? He goes, we just, we don't, we have time. We've had time to figure it out. And like, she, every, they all handled themselves well. I don't think the bulky, I think the GM, uh, uh, I'm not going, uh, I don't know about that one right there. Cause like, the person that built the team for them to go to the Super Bowl was not him. So, like, I don't know. So, like, I don't know about him. But, like, they're on the right track. They're still building stuff. Their fans love them. Like, I'm in Gainesville. So, Gainesville, Gainesville people is Jaguar fans. Like, I be watching them boys. The fans love them boys. But, like, they just missing one or two things. Like, and they're going to figure it out. So they got a good owner. I'll give them that. Oh, great owner. Yeah. Do you all think Dougie's going to – Gonna recruit a shit ton of Eagles players now. He might bring Big Dick Nick over. I mean, <laughs> that's his boy Nick Foles in a 
one thing, the only thing that I think makes a big deal is like him and Carson Wentz hate each other. So it is going to be kind of like seeing like a, a non-football football player rivalry. That's like a, that's him on the side. They see each other twice a year. So, you know, Doug's going to be talking shit. And you know, Carson's going to be t- maybe talking a little shit too. And if Carson's not talking shit, someone on the team's going to be talking shit for him. Yeah. Uh, like, it's going to be fun. He's going to see, uh, is that like, that's the only thing I really care about. It. I don't think he's going to fix the Jags, but I do think he might turn Trevor Lawrence. He might, if Trevor Lawrence is going to got some, got some juice in him after this year, I think Doug Pearson's a good hire. I think it's really, I feel like to make it work, but keep going. Oh, so I was just going to say, you know, I feel like uh, Trevor Lawrence could be a, a baby Nick Foles, you know. Maybe Trevor Mandingo Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Step up the rise. Hey, hey, America, just know I'm not joining on this. Isn't it? That's why That's why they got Dougie P, man. They're, they knew it. That P stand, don't stand for Peterson, man. Hey, let him know. Let it him stands know. for Peter Finder. <laughs> well, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we got Dennis Allen. We got... Long time, what is he, like six year, seven year, five year defensive coordinator for the Saints, got him boys right. He's been there a long time. Everyone knows him in the city. Everyone loves him. He gets the job, even though they hired, even though they talked to a few other coaches, they brought they brought that boy up. And uh I think everyone's happy for him. But how do you feel, Kev, coming in the same division? Now you get to see this man twice a year instead of uh Sean Payton, who's been around almost forever. Thank God. Oh my gosh. Sean Payton is a personnel fucking monster. Like the fact that Sean Payton, I feel like, I feel like every player, every player on the Saints can run every player offense. Like, like the way he could just, the way he could just switch the switch the lineups and just like hide mass what they were doing is always crazy. Cause like they'll have like three tight ends out there. He'll go deep. Like, what the fuck? Excuse me. But like that's what the boys was doing. Like, and without Drew Brees. There was there was some issues. You could tell they had a lot of problems with that because they're so used to just being able to do whatever they want at all times. But with the quarterbacks, with the limited quarterbacks, they were slowed. So I think this team is just going to go into a running back, going to a running back, a strong running back phase. Great play, great defense, and, and lose to the Falcons twice a year because fuck them. Like I mean, it's a good hire, but I feel like. He's not going to change anything. And like at the end of the day, that's why I have all the same problems y'all had a week ago. 71 million under the cap space. I don't know who the fuck y'all paying. Taysom Hill, 40 million. But um, <laughs> every time, that's why I like to bring it out there. But uh, so like, I'll, and then we're not going to get to um, my, we're not going to get to that yet. But like, we're not spend Michael Thomas. We haven't heard a word from his representation. Like, I'm not stressing the same. Like, I never stress the same. But I really don't give a fuck about it. Well, how how do you feel about the no more Sean Payton era and now the <coughs> Allen era is commencing? Let it begin. <coughs> Honestly, man, I think he he I think he fell apart as soon as uh Drew Brees left. Like I feel like Sean Payton left with Drew Brees. Or at least his soul did. Well, I have a question. I, I have a question for because Sean Payton left it on the table that he's not done with football. It's just not right now kind of mentality. He's gonna focus on other yeah. real quick. He's like everything's falling Allen, apart around me. And Dennis Allen takes his team to the playoffs, Super Bowl, like turns his team into something in the next like two three years. Is Sean Payton gonna have to find a new home? Or is uh or is uh, is Sean Payton always gonna have that head coach sitting there no matter what? I feel like they should move on. They should absolutely move on. I feel like that 
they do need to keep up with this era. Like, I feel like even if it doesn't work out with him, like, I feel like you can't stick with Sean Payton. Like, can't go back with the ex girlfriend after she dumped you. No, like, you're not gonna find that chemistry again. Like, your kid, your kid Drew Brees grew up. He moved out. Like, you can't live in the house anymore. You know what I mean? We we stay together as kids. (laughs) Yeah. I respect it to the fullest, man. I believe them boys. I believe them boys can still make something shake. They still have all their pieces because they gotta pay them boys. They still got. Yeah, they're still young. They're still great talent. Like, but like, fuck them kids. They're going third in the NFC. I said NFC South. I said that last year they ain't do it, but this year they're gonna do that shit for real. Uh, and uh, hey, it's a great change of eras, not just players like quarterbacks are leaving, but coaches too. These, these people are getting old. Sean, uh, Sean Payne might be the first of like a guy in Seattle, um, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. Like, both these guys are the high 60s, low 70s area. So, like, Pete Carroll's 70 on the shot. 70 on the shot. Damn. I know that's an old, that's a long time to be on playing on. <laughs> Long time being coach. Uh, yeah, long time. Oh, yeah. Stress. So, he's God. Thinking, he looks good to be. So I thought he was like like fifty five or some shit. Oh, you know, you maybe sixty. Probably, he probably put a mask on before he go to sleep because yeah. he pulls out a lot of stress on us. Because thinking about it, your grandkids are kind of grown now at that age, so like there's like not a lot of seventy year olds. That's not, like it's just, this might be the first coach of the domino effect of like these are the guys who've been looking around the pond and been like oh there's a rival over there. If, if your rivals are gone, it's all new faces. What's really gonna keep you around? But oh, yeah. we can't keep talking about coaches because that's not because that's not what we're here for. That's not what we came here for. That's not why you're wearing your jersey. We're here to talk about the Super Bowl this Sunday in Los Angeles. The Rams are hosting, second time ever team hosting in their own Super Bowl, back-to-back year. Uh, And they're playing the the team that was only supposed to win four games this year, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joey B, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, uh, Eli Apple, Jalen Ramsey. Eli Apple. A recent, a recent uh, jump in name, Eli Apple. No. Uh... <laughs> How do you feel, Will? Before me and Kev tell, let us, like, give you our cards on who we're rocking with. How, we know who you're rocking with, but let us, let us hear it. Let us hear your your sales pitch on the Bengals. Let us hear why you're rocking with and why you feel confident. All right. Well, so I, I believe it's a 50-50 coin flip but i believe in my half of it so i believe the Bengals take it in a close game again i feel like we might start being down again but then just get like a rolling ball started and i just don't think i think we're not gonna lose momentum throughout the whole game like i think it i i feel like it's gonna be like a 27 24 point game like that's how i honestly feel but for all the other people out there the other side of the the coin uh, I think it's going to be a blowout from the Rams. That's how I see it. One I see since he either wins in a close game or the Rams blow us the fuck out. Like that. That's how it's going to go down. I don't think there's a. I don't Damn. think there's an in between. How, how can you even speak that? 
with just so well, much pressure coming up this weekend. That shouldn't even again, be in your mind right now, Will. That shouldn't even be there. What's that's not on? on my mind. That's not okay, on my mind. I'm just a logical man. All right? I flip a coin. It's got both sides. I still got to read the other side, <laughs> even though I know what side is going to land on. All right. Well, just saying. You are you are technically a four point underdog. So if you do win, you are the underdog Cinderella story with a happy ending. Right. And that's yeah. honestly, it's a dream come true. It's, it's like that's what the franchise is is a uh, is an underdog basically. And y'all got here so fast. Like there is no yeah. there was no time wasted. We got the team. We got the band back together. We've taken the league by storm, which is phenomenal. Jamar, honestly, they put the bionicles in that boy's leg, and then it's been better than ever. He's a million dollar man. The million dollar man. <laughs> How do you feel, Kev? Since you are the man, so right now, Kev to my right is leading. If you haven't been paying attention, there's a belt on the line, and whoever has the better picks this playoff. Kev is currently leading at seven and five, and I'm sitting at six and six. So this game will be the deciding game. Can't make this stuff up. It's beautiful, man. And like I, I was looking, at, <laughs> I was looking at this belt because it was definitely a strategy. Every pick was strategic, but. There's no way in motherfucking hell you could have called this shit. Like, there's no way you could have said Ram Bungers. Take my money. That's it. <laughs> uh, there, there are definitely points in the season where you might have thought, yo, these teams might get balanced. Like, there are points in the time of the season you didn't even think the Bengals were, well, you didn't. But for us, we didn't even think about the Bengals as motherfucking playoff contenders. I thought the Ravens were going to take that motherfucking division because they got their ass beat twice. Put them on. Uh, Spells. Twice, they blew forty to twenty. I think both times. Fucking yes. Lamar first game, Hutley the second. Bro, they turned into the whipping boys of the division this year. It was insane. Yeah, they whip y'all whipping boys, and like it was literally. You see, normally it's Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, but then it's like you know, Bengals, New Sheriff, and Browns, Ravens, Young Buck Joe, Joe Shice. Young Buck Joe, man. But Joe, many nicknames, Burr. With uh, but this is no, no, you can go, you go. But this is beautiful, man. You can't beat it. So like, I keep looking at this belt, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, this is this this is the way that this is gone. This isn't just a belt. This is my chance at immortality. First ever, put the name on the board. There might be many champions, but there will never ever be the first champion. <laughs> and I'm not doing it for me. I do it for the people. You feel me? I do it for the people. I do it for the people, man. And do it for the blitzers. And Will, man, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You the people, man, but I gotta go against you this week, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Because look, this is why I want to take the Bengals because they get four points. And like there's no way this game's not gonna end in a fucking field goal. But but the Rams are just dedicated right now. They really want to make something shake and They've shown adversity and they played their ugly games already. And I've seen that give up in those ugly times. So like I want to pick the Bengals. I if the Bengals win, if the Bengals win, I'll literally be as I'm calling you. I'm like, yo, we lit. Yeah, we lit. I'm still gonna pop the champagne if the Bengals win. You feel me? But if if, but I just want to see Matthew Stafford year 13, Jalen Ramsey. Absolutely. 
get Aaron Donald. He's been there before. He's over here in the game. He's over here fucking up Jimmy G screaming, ring me. Ring me. Yes. You but when you think about it, but that man has had to work twice as hard his whole freaking career. There's nobody else that's ever been double teamed as much as him. That's every single game. He fully deserves it. But that's the thing is everybody deserves it. And I need, I need, I need the Bengals. And I also need the Bengals to leave because Matt Ryan getting old. I need a new favorite quarterback. I'm just saying. Those, I, I need to get that Joe Shiesty in the all black. I'm just saying. I need to come. Just saying. Like, come on, man. I need. I need. I need. I need. I need him to have a chip on his shoulder so that <laughs> next, these next five years he's just running that shit. So every week I'm in the podcast like, ah, my cousin Joe Shiesty. I, I need him to take it. I need him. This is gonna be a learning experience. So I'm not rooting against you. I'm rooting for the best. Okay. I'm, I'm rooting for the Rams and the belt. And also. Tom Brady bitch has won that shit in Tampa last year. I need I need Matthew Stafford to win that in LA so that way that shit that shit can get like pressed under the rug real quick. I'm no like, one cares. I'm, no like, one. I'm like, come on now. Matthew <laughs> Stafford did that shit the same the next year. Like, what you saying? Wow, that's crazy. I've been rocking with the Rams for uh, since Stafford came, but strategically, I have to go with the Bengals plus four. I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to say about about the Rams. I wanted to talk about. Do you know who was sacked more than Joe Burrow this year? No fucking body. Exactly. <laughs> he was sacked the most out of everybody in the NFL. Okay. And they got Von Miller and Aaron Donald and uh, Leonard Floyd. They've been looking hot. Like, this is that, yeah. that was scary. Like, you thought the Titans had a day, the Rams might have a day. But I do think it's going to be a field goal game, and I got that feeling. But Jimmy G almost beat this team. I know the defense played a hell of a game for them to be in the position they were in. But Stafford Stafford was averaging about a pick a game. I think he threw 17 on the season, which is literally a pick a game. That's a lot of fucking picks. And don't forget, nobody oh, asked how many points Stafford scored off them. This is mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy G, I mean, like, I mean, I don't want to, like, sound simplistic, like, caveman barbarian, but, like, Joey B's better than Jimmy G. And so, like, and not just that, but Joe Mixon's going to get his. This Rams defense is very good, but so was the Chiefs defense coming into that game. And so was the Titans defense coming into that game. Um, I mean, the Raiders was really their easiest defense they played, and Max Crosby is not still, still not an easy guy to play against. So, like, they've played some tough defenses. So, like, just saying the Rams have this elite defense, what are they going to do? It's these this Bengals team, I know I picked them one time this whole playoffs. Or no. Yeah, just once against the Titans. I didn't think they'll beat the Raiders, and they proved me wrong. I didn't think they'll beat the Chiefs, and they proved me wrong. And I thought the Chiefs was going to probably win it all if they made it. So, I can't use logic. I can't be like this is like so. Just give me the Bengals plus four. They keep it close. I get I get all those extra like an extra point over a field goal, and hell, it's gonna make it even better for me because I really would love to see all shit aside. Just a young Burrow, Jamar Chase, just like take the league by storm that first. Year. That's but, scary. Like you yes. got to this off, which we're everybody is hoping y'all do. Like for real. Like there's nobody sitting out here. Fuck the Bengals. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Everybody's like, I think the Rams might win, but like, 
Yo, them bangles now though. Like them, them boys now. Like everybody is on hey. your side. I need, I, I just need y'all to lose so y'all can, because y'all don't know what the fuck it means to be here yet. Like I remember D Way talks about making it to the championship his third year with Shaq. Like he's looking like he didn't, he didn't really understand it until he got back. So like it's like Dan Marino got to this, got, but Dan Marino also got to the second, um, got to the ship his second year and never got back. Right. See, we See, don't know that's what's my thing. That's my thing, man. It's been 33 years, so you know, technically it's been 69, 70 years, however old we have been so far, too hard to remember. But honestly, I don't think you can. I don't think you can pick against us right now, man. Like I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, like we have championship mentality now. We I don't think we've ever really had that before. Like with any star players, even the studs that we've picked. Especially not with the quarterbacks we picked in the past. Like, what the fuck is Andy Dalton bringing to us from Texas Christian University? What are the what are the horny toads? Like, what what type of mentality is that? That ain't shit. And that's what the Bengals were for a while. Like that that was just like the most boring ass playoff games. Like just losing over and over and over. Like it was just terrible to watch. It was terrible to be a fan. Being okay. And then now. I mean, he had he had a guy that had to literally practice juggling his whole life to save his fucking ass. He had a, like a 15-foot catch radius. I mean, I've never seen a man extend his body so far to save a quarterback's career. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Green should get a pension fund for this amount of stress and injury he probably has now from saving Andy Dalton. Nah, that makes sense. I'm not gonna lie, I like Eddie Dog. That was a red rocket. I like him. I ain't gonna lie. I like him. I probably watched a lot more games than me, but I personally like Dalton, but I still like him. But I see where you're coming from with that complacency to be okay with just going to the playoffs. Just getting invited to dance is good enough. Right. But I think now with our championship mentality, man, I think I think they feel like they've been there before with college championships last last two years, but like Honestly, like I think the I think everything's changed, you know. I just feel like they got this fire and like they do not need to slow down. They need to win this shit this year, like regardless of if they can make it back the next year, like regardless of anything, they need to win this year. Be immortal. That's you can't take away. Right. Because year. think about it, like even like this is this is the year. Like if they win everything this year, like they go this far and lose, like that's like they're not done breaking records this year, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's more. I feel like they're chasing that glory more than they are the actual Super Bowl. Yeah, and a, like he's and trying to be the youngest quarterback to do everything. Like, and Jamar Chase is hell of a run this year. T Higgins, like they're just all absolutely. everyone's so young. So like y'all get to do it again next year. Maybe even build a better line for the years to come. Right, my God. See, I I feel like there should be no fucking reason we don't spend a first overall pick on a lineman. There should be no reason I don't spend 150 million on a fucking old line. Like, yo. Like, yeah, need bro, we need whatever bionicle parts they put in Joe Burrow. They on the season. Yeah. They need to invest on the side of all of our old line because that shit is ridiculous, man. I respect it. But here's my one thing, though. Like, there's a lot of things that were pushing me towards the Rams, just advantage wise, chess wise. But here's one thing that really has been pushing me. Like, I just. That's really got. That's really just like yo. You gotta take. You gotta take LA in LA because the boys is so far. It's so far. <laughs> but Sean McVay lost the Super Bowl. Like I don't. Sean, Sean McVay knows every place. Badly. 
Sean, Sean McVay knows every play he's ever ran. So, like, he's not, he had Jared Goff. So, like, Matthew Stafford, you can give him a – we're giving them boys a lot of – we're giving the, the Bengals a lot of credit for making it. But we also got to give the Rams a big deal. Like, Vaughn Miller, OBJ, Matthew Stafford, that's all this season. And you got to remember, like, they've been building this team. Jalen Ramsey was a pickup. Motherfucking – they had a key to leave over there before him. Before him. Motherfucker, I keep to leaving him. I seen a podcast where I keep to leaving Jalen Ramsey Thomas. Like, yeah, 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 I remember back when I was getting paid until you got there. Like, that's just like it's a known fact. Like, they were building, they were setting this up, they was getting better. Was, at one point, they had Aaron Donald, Robin Quinn on one side. They said, nah, it's not enough. We got to figure this shit out. Like, so I have nothing but respect for the Bengals, the Bengals front office, not the Bengals, the Rams front office for building the team like this. And then it goes down to Sean McVay. Like, Sean McVay has a lot of stuff keyed in and queued up, and he's been waiting for this, and he's ready to go. Like, Kyle, him and Kyle Shanahan were, were, on, were a part of the last, two out of the last three Super Bowls. So, motherfucking, that's what told me, like, yo, these boys, these boys is, um, these boys is, um, one of these two is really going to try to win this chip. And, like, when, this, when the Rams got the chip, especially because it wasn't an easy game, they had to make plays, and they had to go – that drive and they had to get that stop and that pick. They're ready though. They're battle tested and they're ready to go. There's nothing stopping them. Sean McVay got the Kyle Shanahan monkey off his back. All right, boss, I finally beat your ass. Let me go win. Watch me win this chip real quick. That's my. That's how I feel. I feel like the energy is coming in that Rams locker room. See, I, I can feel that though. That's logical, but you just just one thing they're missing, you know. Remember. Yeah, no, that like I, I, I see, I see it, and I, I respect it. Oh, they got a nine too, though. Like, but on this, on to, on the Bengals side, because that that's where I we drew the line, and that's where I stand in it right now. The Chiefs were in the AFC Championship four times in a row, and went to the Super Bowl. I think like two or three times in a row, two times in a row. Two times, and like, yeah. and like uh, they're kind of like on that Randy Orton kind of run. They're legend killers right now. They're just like, <laughs> like this RKO and <laughs> figure it out once we get there type mentality we practice yeah. practice but we'll, once they once we once we get inside that that rectangle box that we call football field we'll figure it out right. and win this Sunday first phase every that. day uh, it's gonna be a great game I just look at I look at that a little hypothetically because what if what if the Bills the Bills had got that coin toss and then it was the Bills and the Bengals I don't know if the Bengals would have been able to do what they did in the second half against the Bills so like that's just how I look at. It. I feel like matchups are very important. Rams really match up well against the work. But it's gonna be a great game. But my question is still the betting man himself, Mister Pivotino. What prop bets are you going with, man? What are you going? Oh uh, shit! I really don't really have any prop bets. But one bet I really like, and like it's even odds right now. It's both both are like minus one ten. Uh, and it's not the heads or tails. It's who do you think is going to get ball first? I think no matter what, the Bengals will get the ball. Uh, I've heard it on a few other things. Like this, this Bengals team, they're younger. Like if the Bengals get the get the win to coin toss, I see them wanting to come out and score first. They want to get Joey B started. They want to get this offense rolling. They got the scripted plays. They're, they're, they're fresh. Let's do it. But and then if the Rams get it, I think they're playing a chess match. You know, we're gonna kick the ball off. We'll get the ball at halftime. We'll let our defense stall out Joey B to begin with, and then have Matthew Stafford come off like a plant. Like I, I just see like no matter what, the Bengals will get the ball first. So like one of the big bets that I have for this is who gets ball first? Bengals. 
like it, that, and that's both and that's just how I kind of talked myself into it and another one that I really liked is a uh, see it's kind of weird because like some of the prop bets I have are uh let me see and I have Joey Joe Mixon to go under is uh, I think he's at like 71 and a half yards I don't have it in front of me but he's in like the 70s and I like he's had a good he had one good game he didn't do too well the first two games he does have, I just think the Rams are going to have a solid rush. Today. Like every running back the Rams have seen so far in the postseason hasn't really done much. And then the 49ers, a run specialist team, didn't do anything. I especially yeah. see like this, uh, this is going to be a Joey B kind of thing coming from the Bengals. Right, right. Other than that, I'm just hoping for a really good game. A lot of the stuff I'm betting on are just a lot of the fun shit, like national anthem bets and shit like that. <laughs> stuff that ain't even in my control. I'm going. Hey, I'm putting in a bet this week. I'm sending. I'm sending. I'm sending a cap. I don't know exactly what it is, but like, I look and you just remind me in the morning. It's on Sunday. Like, hey, yo, you putting that bet in for real? But I'm putting in. I got. I got money on heads. I gotta take the points out. Heads are get dead. The same. Heads. <laughs> Hey, it's all, that's the funnest one because it gets it right out the gate. You either win or not. Right. <laughs> but for you, uh, Will, before we close this out, as a Bengals fan, what are you like? If you win, how's that gonna feel? Like how if 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 you do pull out this dub, I'll probably be with you to be honest. But like how how is that gonna feel? How, like you, you grew up your whole life, you know. I've never won a Super Bowl, and like that's probably I know for a fact it's probably held against you a lot in arguments when you're talking about your team and shit. Absolutely. So, how's that? Bro, oh, it's crazy, man. It, it feels like first of all, like we haven't won anything. Like we haven't won shit. Like I think we won the division once, too. Like like that. That's pretty much it. Like it'd be insane to win the Super Bowl. Like. Like I feel like this team, I feel like the team would be immortalized. Like like the youngest, like you got a rookie wide receiver, second year basically a rookie quarterback, like just winning it all like that in one fucking year. Like that's crazy, man. Trey Henderson, I believe a rookie. Trey Henderson, yeah. And uh, just like like people that that like they've been studs, man, but they just haven't been able to like shine. And I feel like with everything we've been doing in the back office, and then uh. Just like letting them, like I feel like everything's been taken care of, like in the office now. Like they, they can just play football, and so that's why like they've been so good. That's why they've been winning games because the talent is there. Those people are so good, but now they can just play football. They can just do their thing. They don't have to worry about like, like stupid fucking decisions. Like having a kicker make sixty four million dollars in five years, kicking fucking forty eight percent field goals. That's a that's a highway robbery. Highway robbery. But butterfly effect that never happens. That never happens. You probably never are in the position you are right now. So exactly. It is all worth it. Right. But it's gonna feel surreal, man. Hey, be careful. Be careful watching the Super Bowl next to Paul with your team in average. I'll never forget. Like I don't remember. I can, I don't remember most of the plays from the twenty eight to three. But I will never remember how this man was from here to damn. I might get a hundred dollars. Oh, that hundred dollars in the back. Hey, baby, my motherfucking money, yeah. motherfucker. I, I got to watch him do all that, and I was just like, I still gotta pay this man. Like, God, damn. I've seen a few fight nights. Like halftime, like third quarter. That's like 
I don't even want to watch the game. I got your hundred dollars. Yeah, that's fun. literally that. I'm over here trying to have fun. And then he's gonna fucking. I'm just watching. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no matter, no matter. But but right when it was 21-28, that was when. And then Tom Brady got the ball. It's just like, oh, you dirty son of a bitch. We gonna was, do it. It was it was like you could see. It was like it was like we were switching. Like he started off sunk into the couch and everything. Nothing. You just see me slowly sinking. Him coming out. And when I say them niggas was lit. That was the littest shit I've ever seen. I've met, and I was like, "Fuck everybody!" <laughs> but be careful. <laughs> right now, man. I, like everybody's going logically, they're, they're betting against the Bengals, but I mean that shit. That's versus the world, man. That's versus the betting world. Uh, and actually, the Bill, the uh, Bengals, even though they're underdog, they're getting sixty-five percent of all money line bets are the Bengals. So the the, the public, everyone, like I said, everyone. You know what? You players. know why it is, bro. The past three games, they bet against us, so now they can't. They have no choice. Doesn't make sense. No logic out the window. Right. But let's break it down, Kevin. Let's send it out for everybody. For another one. Hey man, this has not just been another one, but it's been the final preview episode of the season. Hey, the last day is Sunday, man. Y'all boys get y'all pizza out, get y'all wings ready, Ooh, get y'all fries right. Because this is going to be a movie. The biggest. Thing. If you not turned in, if you not tuned in, tune in, man. Tune in. We still going to be going hard. This is the three right here. We got some more shit in the place coming for you. You know what I'm saying? We can't talk about it yet, but you know what I'm saying? We got something coming, man. But hey, man. We appreciate anybody who's watched a single minute of the fucking podcast. We don't give a fuck who you is, what you look like, maybe what you smell like, if you stink, maybe stay over there and just watch that bit at the house. I'm going to come over here and watch that shit. But we fucking with you. We like we fuck with y'all the long way, man. Thank you, Will, for being on the show, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Episode of totally Blitz, man. We got to do this shit live in person, man. I wish I could have popped this, but y'all saying we're going to save it for when it needs to, when the championship gets won. The belt's on the motherfucking line, dog. This has been a motherfucking movie. This season's been fucking great, and we fucking love y'all, man. It's totally blitz, you bitch. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You could call them.